Oh, you surprised me. I didn't see you there. Uh, nice to see you on this fine holiday, this Christmas day. On this most joyous day, as we gather around with family and friends. Uh, I'm reading the good book, the one of the fellowship, on this fine joyous day. Uh, today, I bring my friends to gather around this campfire, this, uh, this uh, jolly gathering. Uh, we have none other than Brett. Well, in the last shot, you had, uh, like, some paper towels and some Colonel Sanders uh, fucking best. But uh, for here, I'm just in, in my, I don't have the good book, but I am wearing the most festive hat that didn't fit my dog. So how's it going, everybody? Yes. Uh, we have uh, Drew. Uh, I also found myself a hat. I got some hot chocolate. I got some brownies with Santa on them. <laughs> and and you're, is, from Cle- you're from the Cleveland area, home of the brownie. Yes. Brownie the elf, a yeah. great elf. I, I would also like to state that um, this podcast, as per our pre-show, um, I am not endorsing Little Debbie. Um, I'm not getting paid by Little Debbie to show these brownies with Santa on them. Or Lil uh, Debbie. Or Lil Debbie, the rapper. Yes. I, I, I don't know if there's actually a rapper named. Oh, yeah, there is. We'll I'm probably up. bringing little Debbie on a later episode. Yes. Special episode. And, of course, we have Patrick. I'm on Christmas fucking vacation, bitches. Yes. This he's is, a, he, this he's is in, wishful thinking that I am not. You are. You are in, in, you've in decided to visit Jurassic Park. You've decided what to is visit. hanging off of your microphone? Talk again. It is, it is a plush Pikachu tail. Okay. It looked like a piece of meat. <laughs> it is a plush Pikachu tail. One, it may one. be Pikachu meat. One, Pikachu. Yes. Um, two, two. You look less like you're going on Christmas vacation, and more like you're uh, the. Um, he's he's on Jurassic Park. The, Jurassic Park. That's exactly what I'm. Oh saying. yes, yes, yes. It I spared do. no this expense. Is, yeah. Yes. If if I just put some like white powder in my beard, I could totally. Welcome to Jurassic Park. My favorite theory about Jurassic Park before we get to the meat and potatoes of the episode is the the idea that the whole thing was supposed to be is, is a fraud, and within the universe that Jurassic Park is a fraud, because if you especially considering all the inaccurate dinosaurs, it's like they just brought some scientists to fool them to say fucking say these are dinosaurs. Cool. Richard Attenborough say something. Yes. Jeff Goldblum, uh, he'll do this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll hold, put a cigarette out of my mouth and say, hold on to your butts. I wish I had a cigarette around here. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, as I was hold on, on to your butts, hold on to your butts on this, on, on this on joyous him. day, we, we talk a very special album, a very special piece of music that brings us the, the family and friends brings the world together in, in, in celebration. Uh, we are talking about, of course, the legendary, purveyors of rap rock ska and every genre you can think of of 1990 whatever this came out six uh, i think i think six six I want yeah to say, yeah because yeah, left the band in seven so we had to get something 1990x album so you know think of this as melancholy and the infinite sadness era yes uh we are talking about headboard and brendan goes to college uh, Brett, why, why don't you elucidate on, on this album a little bit? 
All right, let's let's not like you know jerk anyone off. Uh, I you know this this is something that uh, includes a few people that I'm a big fan of, and other people that Patrick's a big fan of that I'm less familiar with. Uh, he's nodding his head over there, but he's not in screen. But no, uh, this has this is a band that is kind of a ska band. There there is a song with some horns. They've got the upstroke on the down low. Um, they've they've got some amazing uh musicianship but the two front men are people that you might know if you've ever watched twit there's a man named glenn rubenstein that shows up every now and then um he's Genius. known for things such as pd what is glenn rubenstein he, was, he was has the, a twitter account glenn rubenstein also he, shut up and play yeah shut, shut up and play, play. Yes. the official land party of twit's game on from 2012 I believe was the last time that happened, but no, Glenn. This is a Petaluma, California-based band. I wonder if anybody <laughs> played Mesa Boogie Amps because they're from Petaluma too. But no, um, it's Glenn Rubenstein who formerly wrote for I think he wrote for Nintendo Power Wizard magazine. He's a games journalist, and he his his co-frontman is the guy you look up in the dictionary for games journalist, uh, Jeff Gersman. Um, you know, uh, the manager of Dr. Tracksuit, um, the, the guy of the head of GiantBomb.com, original GameSpot dude got fired. That whole Shabeel, Shaboop, Shabibadeep. But they have people also in the band. Um, think 1996. I'm about Alex Navarro's age. When I was in the sixth grade, I was not a drummer on an album. Um, Alex Navarro was a drummer on this album, so we've got a very young uh, giant bomb guy who has written the t- second most reviews of video games for of all the giant bomb guys after Jeff Gersman. Alex Navarro from the Beast Cast, and you know he used to work for Harmonix back in the day. And you got some other people. Uh, Patrick probably knows uh, some of the other people a little more. Yeah, Patrick. Give a little bit more info on on the other participants. So, uh, when doing research for this band, who I was previously unfamiliar with, see this name, Dominic Davey, who after this band started a band I've been listening to since high school called Tsunami Bomb, who were like part of that sort of California punk rock late 90s thing, and, uh, and, and a band I have loved for years. They're one of like the the first five punk bands I ever listened to, and I still listen to them. We have, so he was ooh. in it, and their original lead singer, who was not really on almost any of the recordings I've ever heard of Tsunami Bomb, because she was in the band for 10 minutes, was on this record somewhere. But yeah, their bass player went on to form one of my favorite bands, and that blew my damn mind. The giant and, Bomb meets Tsunami Bomb. Yes, yes. Otherwise, otherwise, I had no idea what this was. I knew there was rapping and there was ska and there was two uh, people who worked in games journalism for many years or three, I guess. Yeah. yeah, And and it was from the 90s. And and you got to think, this is 1996, I think, was when GameSpot launched. Yes. And then became the world's largest video game website. Because Jeff was very early in that. Yeah. I remember, I, I think I remember that launch happening, maybe. Did Go listen to the then? back episodes of the Bombcast. You know, yeah. listen to all eight years or so of them. Yeah. You'll hear all about this. That, that's actually, like, I heard snippets, 
that there was a band that existed that was Glenn and Jeff. And I didn't know about Alex until later. And it took me until this Christmas special to track down. Like, we tried to get solid copies of this. And we should probably let you know uh, at the top end. There's a playlist on YouTube, but if you find a you know hard copy of this album, hang on to it. There aren't a whole lot of them out there. We even had inside people, people on the inside. We had we had moles trying to get us this album. It it was not successful, but for Christmas, YouTube is good enough. It's not going to be the greatest sound quality, but you're going to get the most of it. Probably not much better than they recorded it but uh drew what what were your expectations what were your what's your experience with the the people involved um well at at uh brett's urgings i started following giant bomb um i remember the gersman debacle the the canaan lynch fiasco um as i like to call it and i sort of knew who he was but i never really followed uh giant bomb him and alex navarro and all them boys um but i started to so i got i got more familiar with gersman um before that the two things i knew jeff gersman for was uh the canaan lynch fiasco and grabbing brian brushwood's butt um on a late night at twit uh that was about it uh i knew glenn rubenstein had a twitter um that (laughs) i knew about that and um, and I've known I know Tsunami Bomb as well. I'm familiar with their work. Um, they're pretty solid. Like if you're into the like late '90s Cali punk thing, you probably know Tsunami Bomb. They're just a name, you know. Um, so I kind of knew it from that angle, but I was told to expect ska and rap. Yes. And from those Scrap. two things, from those two things. And the two fat white men that I knew were a part of this. Rubenesque. Thank you. I had no idea. Not a damn clue what I was getting myself into. Yes. Uh, Yes. Uh, Brett, uh, I'm going to go ahead and designate you the one to go ahead and describe this album musically. (laughs) Uh, uh, All right. Uh, That's that's, that's that's a... that that's a task that is probably beyond me. It's something that really y'all need to look up, along with the video of Brian Brushwood slow dancing to uh, "Lady in Red" with Jeff Gersman in the Twit Studio back in the day. But no, this album is something that is sort of a strange slice of Northern California that I wasn't there for. Um, it, it is it is a sort of mashup of the upstroke ska type doesn't always have horns in your face, but it has two front men going back and forth, sort of rapping with each other as Petey gets that good paper towel action. Look at that. It's bounty. <laughs> it's the quicker picker upper. But, you know, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those things that, you, you know, I was around for a lot of ska stuff being something you heard even before the swing thing happened and Scott was, was after that, that had a definite sound and it, it's a very California style of music. Like you got to think these guys grew up like Jeff Gersman talked about how green day played his high school, like, like his high school in his high school gym or something like 
Northern California music, like just north of San Francisco at Petaluma, the the home of the chicken festival or whatever they talk about. Uh, there there's some music stuff. It, like I said, Mesa Boogie is from there. It's it's a it's a place where music happens. Um, but you know, this is a mashup before mashups were a thing. You know, I, in 1996, I would have never have thought two white dudes. <laughs> Two rotund white men on the front of the stage who had very hilarious names, um, rap names, not regular names, uh, would would rap together with a full band behind them and be do, good enough to release several albums. Do, do you want to mention the rap names? Uh, well, the, there was G-Man. G-Man. There, there's a hyphen. Uh, and hyphen M-A-N. Yeah, and uh, what was Gersman? Uh, uh, USA Pipe. Yes. U.S. pipe. Yeah, uh, US pipe. Uh, and I, I tell you this, uh, there, there, there may not be those characters anymore, but holy crap! At PAX, you can see Doctor Tracksuit, who is very similar to uh, to Jeff Gersman in looks and shape and size, although he does the cocaine and wears a tracksuit. Um, he is a wrestler. But, uh, you know, I, I love the fact that some of the things that came from this, I see have kind of, they add to the showmanship and the trickle down of what grew into the giant bomb stuff that I enjoy today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew, how would you describe this album musically? Um, I, I started this with, I didn't know what I was uh, getting myself into. I'm going to reiterate that. Because I still am not 100% sure. <laughs> um, this shit... I listened to some strange shit. And this or, hit me out of left field with holy balls. Um, I like rap. I love ska. I have no... I, I, I heard that that was a combination that happened. And I... Blah, blah, blah. Okay. What are, your, what are your thoughts, Drew, on Nerdcore? Um... I enjoy nerdcore um, when it's not. I enjoy nerdcore, um, but I listen to very little. Um, I listen to a couple of rappers um, in the nerdcore scene, and then a lot of the rap that sort of uh, came about because there was people who cared about that stuff that were going to make raps that then decided to put those type of references into their metaphors. Um, I'm namely pointing at guys uh, like Gambino, who references like weird, sh- off the wall shit just for no reason at all. Um, but as far as like nerdcore, nerdcore mostly, I just I stick to front a lot and YT Cracker and let that be be uh, be it. Um, so like little Mega Ran. I enjoy me some Mega Ran from time. But don't to call time. him nerdcore. I I I'm not a huge fan of Chris. Um, I think I went over that on the MC Chris episode i wasn't a fan um but uh, but but i digress um the the singing actually was pretty good i was not expecting a female vocal um that nailed it uh as far as female vocals in ska um there there's two big names everybody knows the big names but like what are the uh, names give me the names uh that would be monique from uh save ferris and that would be gwen stefani from the doubt Who's yeah. that? I've never mm. heard that name before. Uh, her her shit is like a uh, yellow fruit sometimes. Um, uh, is, 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 is 
grapefruits? Yeah. Yes. Okay. It's like a big grapefruit. Um, G R A P. Never mind. <laughs> G R A P E F. Oh wait, there's. Yeah. There's too many letters. Too many letters. Not work. Damn it. Um. But no, but then the the ska in it is fun. Like, there's some fun to be had there. Uh, Glenn Rubenstein and Jeff Gerstmann, I, were not ex- I was not expecting anything new in hip-hop to come out of Glenn Rubenstein and Jeff Gerstmann. I wasn't expecting their flow to be inventive or new or something I hadn't heard before. Spoiler alert, I was right. Um, but, yes. <laughs> but... But they were serviceable. Like they were way more serviceable than I I would have given them credit for beforehand. As we said, rotund white men. That's not the demographic you go for for um, hard hitting hip hop music. Except for Bubba Sparks. I mean, was was easy. Oh wait, we went through all kinds of white rappers. We went through an entire website that listed Bubba Bubba Sparks being the the exception that proves the rule. Oh man, there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, bad white rapper. Yeah, they're and, a punch. Yeah, and Glenn and Jeff don't aren't bad. There's nothing inventive. There's nothing new. You don't get anything that's crazier out there. It it sounds very much of its time as far as like rap goes, especially like white rappers. At sounds the time. like a friend's band. Yeah, <laughs> it it sounds like the the high schooler that wants to rap, and that's fine, and that's fine. Because, like, it was so inventive at the time. Like, this is not, like Brett said, this is not something you got in the 90s. Like, this weird mashup of music is not something you got. But the thing that, like, sort of made me sad was I wish that there was, like, I wish they would have taken the time to realize there's fucking ska in the background. Like, you could do some weird things with rap music with ska in the background. Um, But it just, just sort of sounded it. The music, though, and the mix of the two styles, I thought was an inventive sort of thing. Um, but the whole album, to me, highlighted one thing. Holy crap. We have come a long way for ease of use of getting a good Fidelity record out. <laughs> the The mixing and the recording of this record was <laughs> exactly what you expect out of a... 90s shoestring budget in the punk scene. Like this that. is like 90s punk rock albums. Like yep. if it if it weren't uh, the 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 uh, bad religions or the no effectses, if it was somebody had to dig deep in the cassette bin for mm-hmm. this is it, and we yeah. couldn't even get it in the cassette bin. Yeah. Yeah. Like you were you were just happy to have like punk rock music, and nowadays like you have small bands that make albums that sound absolutely fantastic. We have come a long way in sort of the uh, fidelity that you can get at very cheap, um, and also the knowledge of mixing. I'm gonna get into it um, with a co- with one song here in particular that me and uh, Brett might be able to yell about when I get into it, but like. This is what if if you ever wondered if you're young, if you're a young listener out there, I don't know how many 15 year old listeners we have. Um, but if you're a young listener out there and you want to hear, yeah, um, you want to hear the fidelity that like you had to deal with. In yeah, guys like movie. us would be able to get in our bands recording <laughs> yeah. on tape. In yes. the 90s. Like the, the, my junior high of listening to uh, shitty punk bands on shitty CDs and shitty stuff you could get like, like we talked about 
um, before on things like Napster and stuff and like things you were bootlegging and like trying to just scratch out and eke out. This is the fidelity you're going to get. And it leaves a lot to be desired. I would like to see this mixed better um, just remix. to see what we could get. The remasters of yeah. Headboard. Get that. Get those master tapes. See if we can fix them. Yeah, if, to Rick Rubin. Hey, if if Glenn Rubenstein or Jeff Gersman listen to this, get back together. Y'all got some money now. Uh, more <laughs> more realistically, uh, Alex Navarro, I'm a fan of your work. Uh, let let one of my friends do it. <laughs> I, I know a friend. If you send it to him, he's been itching to flex his mixing muscles again yeah i can probably it, he'll probably, probably do, it, do it pro bono yes. like yeah. seriously just to rescue mm-hmm. it uh, we might have to send files to austin texas but yeah uh but that that's not neither here nor there uh let's talk about some 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 tracks some key tracks on this on this album brett what would be some of the key tracks to zero all now? right you know like, i i'm gonna i'm gonna go with the greatest hits of headboard um, the, th- the things that jumped out at me first off, you turn this record on, you start hearing stuff and you're like, listening, like, okay, okay. And then electron Travolta, the, 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 the statement that will be stuck in my head for a while comes up. They, they start off really, really good. I really enjoyed what they had going on with, with frozen sunshine, like, Especially the stretch where they were like, yo, get my Boba Fett out your pants. Uh, and uh, other such statements as, I got uh, <laughs> I got a zebra in my mouth uh, talking about Fruit Stripe. Um, yo, want some? Um, the, you know, they, they do stuff with some standard ska beats and, and the standard upstroke, you know, uh, never play the kick on the one kind of deals that, 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 that really made me smile but then they did stuff with like like the song time they have some of the most effective use of ska wah guitar and there is some way better than it should be bass like the bass on this album hands down like the most skilled thing that's going on and that's yeah like seriously like the bass work in this was great we got to put some caveats on this. The drummer of the band, Alex Navarro, uh, wolf of scoops in the wolf in the morning, um, you know, the, the, a man who is my age. At this time, I could not play anything on a guitar. I was shitty. This guy was playing an album on his drums. Like, we are about the same age. The, the dude is playing drums on this. I, I review this album as something I, I, I would review the drumming on itself without the caveat of there being a child playing the drums <laughs> um, like it, that that blows my gourd and you know it, it makes very much sense that like the the guys that I know of by name that have worked for harmonics uh, the the ones that I have know by name, we're all drummers, which for rhythm games kind of makes sense. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the the other song that is really the song of the album for me is the Mattress Disco. You know, you never want to wake up with your, your with your dick got some stank or whatever they said. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a for real good song. Like, it's not a for real great song, 
but it's a it's a good song and it really made me smile a bunch um there you know you got to come into this album looking for entertainment not for like beethoven so you know those those were some songs frozen sunshine time and mattress disco yes uh that that really stood out to me uh patrick what would be some of the key tracks for you um so this is 1996 at this point, I'm, I'm trying to think of like rap music that had also, real I instruments. Think I, I realize I, sk- I may have skipped you. I may have skipped okay. you on your. your go get a little of that in. So in nine in in 1996, rap music that had like that were bands that had rap music, and this is even in limited quantities where the Roots existed. Uh, Anthrax did a song with Public Enemy, Aerosmith <laughs> with Run DMC, and to some extent, Faith No More. That's it, basically, hey, at this point. Now, the Sugar Hill Gang took that uh, bass line from somewhere. Yeah, so. but like who were playing with a band. That was that was kind of it. We, we had not hit rap metal yet, thank God. Um, <laughs> I'm like a chainsaw. What? <laughs> I, shall I like how your, ass your, thought, your thought on rap metal, your first thought is, I'm like a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah. Not, I mean, I guess corn probably um, existed by hey, that. They invented dubstep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what happened. Uh, so, so this album sounds exactly like 1996, and it's been just long enough since then that you can be a little bit nostalgic for some of the cheese of 1996, and this is full of it. But it's so much goddamn fun, and it's it's executed precisely well enough. It's just good enough. To kind of be fun. Um, I I really like so so the thing I noticed about this that was kind of cool was the notion of yes they have a band but they kind of still sample shit like time just is like the hook from a Steve Miller band song. Uh-huh. Why not just fucking sample Steve Miller band? No, because we got a girl who can sing and we can play that fucking like we can like change that guitar hook into like a ska thing and they did it and it worked. I, I'll um, have you know, Chromio did the 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 effect from time <laughs> yes. but they they didn't they didn't go a whole hog into it yeah but like like they just let's just make the hook be fucking time but <laughs> that that yeah, you know be a steve miller band song um mattress disco that song's actually kind of good word um and the rapping like it, it, Here's the thing about the rapping, and this is this is the way I said it. I would rather listen to the uh, all the rapping on this record than anything by Flo Rida or Pitbull. It's better than that. Uh, Florida, it's, yeah, better than Florida or Pitbull. Uh, it is, it is, it isn't good rap, but it is not anywhere near as bad as people who make millions of dollars as rappers. Like it's, it's kind of what it is. It's two fucking nerds from Petaluma making fun music and it kind of if you put yourself in the right headspace it's kind of all right and i also just like and and it's partially because of the way i've heard it more recently as people who died uh so fairly recently as part of the av undercover series guar mixed that into a pet shop boy song because it's guar and it was after dave brocky died mm-hmm. and they, they, they like broke into people who died. It was fantastic. And then I hear this version, all these people who diggity died and oh my God, it diggity killed me. <laughs> like it's so stupid, but I'm like, God, I'm okay with this for some weird reason. It's, it, it's not even so bad. It's good. It's kind of just 
It's so good, it's bad. Yes, <laughs> it's something. It's something where we're just far enough removed from this yeah. that you can kind of look back on it and be like, no, this wasn't really that bad. I mean, yeah, it wasn't good, but but it was kind of all right. It's it's fun. It's cheesy, but even even without bank. the names on this, yeah, it's kind of all right. Uh true. What would be some of the key tracks for you? Let's go with Crank It Up first. Um cuz in that song the beginning of it before the rap comes in, in my opinion, you can't get more Kelly ska sound if you tried. Okay, Drew, let's let's give everybody your background cuz there might be some people that don't know who Drew is or your background. This is probably the most qualified album for you to review than just about anything because you were amateur and, and take it away. Yeah. Um, I, I played some ska music in my day. Um, I played some bass. I also worked on a couple of shitty albums that I made um, in a shitty ska band. Um, so like the ska parts of this, my wheelhouse. Um, and we'll get into something that deviates from that and my anger in a couple of songs here but crank it up it, it, it it's california scott it's his 90s california scott up until the rap comes in like almost stylistically too perfect like it's kind of weird and ridiculous to me it is if you were to parody late 90s california scott you couldn't do a better job than they did on this but they weren't parodying it because it came out in 96 so like they were in the thick of it like this was just something they wanted to do so like i i Hey, that kind of sound is what got me in the sky originally. I definitely dig it. I'm also glad to know um, that I feel uh, the same way as some people uh, on this record about when people look at me uh, like I smoke crack. So that's all. Jeff Gersman says that he lives clean for America, never done drugs, which makes it hilarious to hear him. Yeah, but yeah. Indeed. Um, U.S. pipe. I, 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 commend, I, commend, I commend the pipe. Um, and not the one getting laid by J.R. Smith. Basketball joke, let's move on. Um, I'm also going to talk about Mattress Disco. Everybody here talked about Mattress Disco. It's a great, like, inventive, like, fun, bouncy song. I feel like this song is where the, the ska plus rap combo uh, played best for me. But, like, there was something about this song that drove me absolutely crazy. What was it, Drew? Tell me, tell me. Preach it, brother. What what made you unhappy about this? Was it the hand on the butt part? It was the fucking mix in the verse that, oh, like, <laughs> one it was dude... Like it was recorded down the street? Well, well, that, like, the like the rap part was, like, recorded, like, far away, and, like, you had one guy panned hard left, one guy panned hard right, and then the other guy right dead center, and I don't understand why that was a stylistic choice they decided to make on rapping vocals. I don't it was get it. 1996 and they I were doubt teenagers. That, yeah, I doubt that. That's well, why. The, the guys who are rapping are, were definitely older than that. But they're, that was probably not a call that any of them made. Because that was long before any kid with a MacBook could pull up Pro Tools and grab a microphone off the rack and make a good album. But yes, I guarantee you that if they were to mix it today, it would sound way different. Yeah, that that vocal mix would not fly 
in today's mixing and it it drove me up a wall for what was otherwise a fantastic song um and then i'm gonna get into it um i'm gonna i'm gonna say something about it what fucking preach it to me brother preach it to me tell me (laughs) you you got it i've got my hands up they're playing my song butterflies fly away tell me really that's the reference you're gonna make that's the only thing that i had in my head i'm sorry it's christmas thanks miley um g hyphen man or g hyphen man yeah yes the fuck (laughs) (laughs) you could kind of if your reaction to this album is the fuck you're not wrong you're not wrong (laughs) the thing about it is like everything up in like everything like up until G hyphen uh, man that I got to, it was like there's weird inventive mix of like nineties pop rock and ska and rap music. And like, just uh, sounded like everybody ha- having fun. And then Glenn Rubenstein decided to have a song that was like named after his rap alter ego and kick all of the like, like weird inventive ska stuff out of it. I, 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 I Hey, Drew, just remember, every single one of us in this room is one degree of Kevin Bacon away from every member of this band. So <laughs> I, really, I if you're going to twist your dagger, do it hard. Make it worthwhile. <laughs> no, like, and that's that's the thing. is like, I understand that. And, like, I understand the mentality of these people. I, like, I, I, I just don't. don't everything else it. on this record, like... I got, and it was fun. And, like, there's a certain point where, like, if I was... I don't get why this was... There's a point as a band where you sit down and you look at, like, the arc of the album you're going to make. And we alluded to it. I've made a couple of Ska albums. There were songs that we have left on the cutting room floor. We broke up, and those songs will never, ever see the light of day. And I'm okay with that because they didn't fit the album or, like, the like the songs weren't right for the album. There was no point where any of them said, eh, maybe this one's not for this album, or eh, maybe this one's not what we want to go after. Like, it just it doesn't feel as, as like, pure, like the music of it like the lyrics are still fun and <coughs> goofy and made me chuckle but the music of it didn't match that which the rest of the album the goofy fun lyrics matched the goofy fun music so like there was a disconnect for me in that song and i was so confused as to why it got on there as i flip my santa ball around but like it was just weird like every every other song i went oh what the fuck is this like in a funny way but i went like i just it's a song i don't understand i guess yeah um and 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 like brett said we are a couple steps away from them so if they if this ends up getting in their hands um and they hear me railing on this song it does not come from a place of hating it is coming from a place of utter confusion and a sea of confusion at this record to begin with how this made the cut i will never understand yes i want to reiterate the fact that we are one step away from 
many people who worked with and still work with the the like still do the the <laughs> members of this band we were still not able to get hard copies of this album <laughs> so like the, this this, this maybe we, we may be preaching we, we may just be talking about youtube videos that will disappear if somebody is listening to this in uh you know 2075 we're sorry i hope that somebody has archived all of what has gone on here but until then let's let, let's hear what other people <laughs> have to say pd i like the swiss miss actually i want i want to bring that up you got some is that marshmallow i've got, I've got, I've got uh, a nice cup of batteries oh yeah yeah, mm, juice it up. Refreshing, juicy. I think it deserves uh, to be saved. Yes, mm-hmm. nothing uh, charges you up like hot, hot batteries and a cigar. Hey, <laughs> how you doing? Nothing says and Miami. Cigar, <laughs> like a cigar that that probably won't get smoked until a while, probably until the, the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> playoffs? <laughs> which playoffs? The basketballs. The, the, the only playoffs out at home. The only playoffs on my horizon. Let's just put well, it what that. the Dolphins? The the Miami Dolphins not headed toward the playoffs. Oh, I'm sorry, PD. Now we're dating ourselves because the the Dolphins are gonna like own NFL from like 2020 until 2075, and people are gonna be like, "Why did you make fun of the Yankees?" You know, it's, it's okay. like yeah, yeah, we were there, man. You didn't hey, know. Hey, wait. Wait, if we're going to talk about like 2020 and sports history, we can just make fun of the Browns and it'll still be relevant. Yes. Yeah, the Raiders and the Browns in the Super Bowl. You know what? All I care about in 2020, uh, I'm just excited for this uh, premier uh, season of Super Baseball. Uh, It's just something I'm I'm so excited to see. The next evolution. Uh, Robots, men, women, and robots on the field together. Equal footing. Equal playing field, uh, equality for all. Uh, that being said, uh, let's talk about some conclusive thoughts. Uh, Patrick, what would be your conclusion about this album? I'm I'm ashamed at how much I actually kind of enjoyed this in a weird way. I sometimes I have terrible taste in music, as we have proven time and time again on this show. And once in a while, something something like just hits me, and it and part of it is is like knowing that you know that Dominic left the band and formed a band. Like I I downloaded on Napster, literally. Like that was how I found Tsunami Bomb. Was a girl I went to high school with wrote down a cup, wrote down the band name and like three songs, and I downloaded everything I could find of them on Napster. Like this is it is from an era of music I enjoy. It's it's not. I don't. Even, I don't want to say it's good, but it is. It, it, there's something to it in its ridiculousness that I think maybe it was just because of this week. It yeah. just. It was the right thing at the right time for a minute. I don't know if I'll ever listen to it again, but I'm glad I listened to it once. It it, it gives you a great nostalgic feeling of listening to your friend's band and not s- totally sucking. And you being excited about the fact that his band to- doesn't totally suck, that you kind of cloud your judgment on the on whether it's good or not. So absolutely, you, yeah. You know, it kind of gives you that feeling. Uh, Drew, what would be your I, conclusion? I, I'm going to say this: there, there are times on this uh, podcast where it's like it's hard for me to give a conclusive thoughts and like point to it. Um, and I have weird taste in music and I get that. Um, I like ska a bit too much. 
I understand. Um, no but, such thing. Well, it's your job to keep Ska elite. Um, Swagger said that he was, he was sort of taken aback by how much he liked it. And you know what? I was expecting. I was expecting to, this to be a train wreck. Um, there was one person in this band that went on to continue making music. Um, one of them made music games, which kind of counts for something, but it's like, I wasn't expecting much. I, I was expecting it to be an utter travesty. And there was an inventive fun. When we talked about Tool, I can, I, I referenced that when you have an artist that's really full of himself, you can kind of hear it come through the music itself. You can kind of feel it being the art in like all this. this Avant-garde was... bullshit, I think, is the word you're looking for. Worse? Yes. Yes. Um, yes. But when it's guys like this, you can, it's fun. Like, you can just tell that they got together and they made music because they had fun. They weren't trying to do anything new. They 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 liked rap music. They liked ska music. They made ska rap music. That is what they did. It is it is exactly the sum of its parts as far as that goes. And it was fun. Like the, it that there is no other way for me to put it other than it is something that is you can feel the people making this music having fun when they made it. And that to me says volumes about what I liked about this band and what I like about ska music in general is there's just fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusion about this album? Well, I, I don't have the conclusive in a wide scale thoughts on this album. We'll be, We'll be bringing this album up and things that we found, like the video I'm about ready to post in the Hangout chat later for Petey to watch. But no, this is this is an album that, like, I, I go back and I think when I was into punk rock, all I wanted to do was find the albums that I had never heard anything like, things that were different, things that were difficult to track down. This was uh, as as close of a hunt as it was for me to find three hits from hell or, uh, you know, group sex or, you know, stuff that wasn't readily available in my local CD, my karma music in central Indiana that there's I think there's only one left. But, uh, you know, there's there's something about this album that goes beyond music. Yes, it's very entertaining. The guys went on to do a lot of things. Three of the four people in this show are uh, premium Giant Bomb users. We all know people that have either current are currently working at or have worked with Glenn. You know, it's 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 one of those things where it's kind of neat to to listen to a band that you're not direct. It's it's not something like we're reviewing a friend's album but we're reviewing somebody that we know more than a stranger like it's yes. it's a there's something a little more than a stranger's album and it's damn entertaining and if you're one of those people that 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 know the 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 works of anybody who's in this band from any anyone in it it's a it's an entertaining ride and if not and i'm talking to you squiggles listen to this album um, it, it'll be a fun time and everybody, 
everybody can find something silly. I mean, just the fact that they're singing about get my Boba Fett out your pants yeah. in 1996 when, you know, you go to a store and like my my wife did and buy a in the box ATAT and then open it up yeah. and then later find out that it's worth a ton of money. But yeah. 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 I'm not bitter. Yeah. <laughs> uh headboard. Uh so those are our thoughts and now we get to our main event of the evening. We sum it all up with a haiku. Uh, let's start with Drew. What is your haiku? I cannot believe the wrapping that I got from these two rotund white men. Uh, I'll put mine in second. Uh, hey, it's Jeff Gersman. Rapping with Glenn Rubenstein. Can't make this shit up. Illegal use of syllables. Unhaiku like men's. Hey, hey it's Jeff Gersman rapping with Glenn Rubinstein. On Gersmanship, ten yard penalty. You're you're misusing last names for your haiku Gersman. ability. Gersman. Well, sorry, yeah, Rubinstein. Refrigerator. Yes. Uh Patrick, what is your haiku? 1996, an album of its era. Shamefully good fun. Mm-hmm. I'm Brett. What is your haiku? Least but not least, uh, two Rubenesque men backed by a real solid band. To you, fuck day playing. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we are. That is. Uh, those are our thoughts on headboard. Uh, this is. I would like to say, this is our Christmas present to you. Yes. Bringing this record up, go. So much fun. Yes. Go have fun. Go spend your Christmas with headboard. It's not going to be your record breakers the home game as normal. PD, no, explain but why. It'll be on YouTube uh, because it's just not around anywhere. But record but breakers. PD did the work. PD went and gathered this. Yes. With his in his basket, his YouTube basket, he plucked each and put them in there for you guys to see. So, now, mind you, don't go to YouTube and search headboard videos. Because you will find videos reviewing headboards from Costco. Yeah. But <laughs> but you go to my you go you go to the, you go you go talk to me, come to me, I'll help you out. I'll hook you come up. Come to Poppy Pedro. Come to Pedro. I'll hook you up. I'll get you started. I get you good. Don't don't go to other guys. Try to get the info. Try to get the word. Come to me. I'm the guy you should trust. The guy you should depend on. Uh, you can find it on YouTube. Uh, play Record Breakers a home game on this special holiday season. You know, ho- holiday episode, Christmas episode. Spend your Christmas with Headboard and Glenn Rubenstein and Jeff Gersman. Uh, and listening to G-Man and U.S. Pipe. Uh, <laughs> we will be the back. hyphen M-A-N. Uh, we yes. will be back next week with another Record Breakers. Uh, l- hope, hope you enjoyed this week's uh, Record Breakers. Uh, we will back, be back to our regular schedule. Uh, you can, of course, find us all over the internet. Patrick is at the Swagger. Brett is at HibbityBibberHibbityBibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHibberHib
on this most joyous day with a good with a good word from the good book. Oh, wanderers in the shadowed land, despair not, for though dark they stand, all woods there must be must end at last, and see the open sun go past, the setting sun, the rising sun, the day's end or the day begun, for east or west all woods must fail. Is that from the book of Gandalf? That is uh, the book year. of the Old Forest. No. Oh. That is uh, from a passage of the book of the Old Forest. Even the uh, fucking trees walked in those movies. Oh, yeah. But we ain't talking about no movies. We ain't talking about <laughs> books. Know, the good book. That's right. Look at that book. Ancient tomes. Uh, it's got a guy named Tom Bombadil hanging out in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bid you adieu. Have a good Christmas time. <laughs> Until next time, hasta los huevos. From me and from mine. Toodaloo. Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Tom Bombadillo. Tom Bombadillo. His coat is gold and his blue and his boots are yellow. So, yeah. Yes.